This is JFM Podcast. Good evening to you and welcome to the program Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 here in Jos. My name is Ponsal Fanab. It's a beautiful Thursday evening, 21st of August 2023. Happy International Day of Peace. Gilbert Joseph, happy International Day of Peace. Thank you so much, Ponsal. Good evening and happy International Day of Peace to our listener. Um, it's a priceless commodity that we all must preserve um, because, of course, you can't quantify in money times, how um, we can all as individuals purchase peace. So it's better to keep the peace than to even think about having to um, repurchase the peace again. Good evening to our listener. Yeah, well, uh, very beautiful uh, evening, I'll say. Plenty sunshine here in our beautiful city of Jones. Uh, I mean, since yesterday, the weather, you know, since early morning, uh, today I woke up very, very early and uh, before, uh, like I'll say 6.30 a.m., the sun is already bright in the sky. And uh, for me, I said, anytime I see sunshine, it just tells me that um, good things await me in the day. And, you know, of course, uh, today I had an engagement with the Plateau Peace Practitioners Network and then the Plateau uh, Peace Media Network. Uh, we had that engagement uh, at Crispan, very, very um, laudable because we had different actors, you know, uh, coming and, you know, sharing their experiences and all advocating for peace and our collective and individual responsibility towards achieving a peaceful society. So thank you to the Plato Media, Plato Peace Media Network, ably uh, chaired or headed by uh, Matthew Tega and Madam Marie Therese Nalong, uh, Madam Zena Babaji, uh, Mr. Friday Bako, uh, Mr. Peter Akpa, Mr. Joseph Adudu. I mean, we are just plenty that I can, uh, even Poli Kabauta, uh, uh, Mr. Agabus, I mean, we are just a lot. So uh, I can't uh, exhaust the list. Yeah, we are mm. just a lot. But I, I'm so happy that we. <coughs> had the opportunity to pull that uh, through, Gilbert. Interesting. Great to see, you know, minds such as that coming together to brainstorm and stepping that is actually key really in the end. And that's one thing I'm very sure, that a team comprising such formidable personalities would produce. I mean, you were just listening to the names and I, I could not help but to savour the taste of, because when you come... Uh, in close contact with those individuals, you know that you have a pool of ideas. Yeah. You know, not necessarily ideas that you can even try to measure. Um, so it's really great to find that such a league of individuals came together in the interest of society. Very true. Well, uh, Gilbert, uh, tomorrow the date has been fixed. <laughs> Judgment Day, the tribunal is going to give his verdict uh, between the PDP and APC. One of the major grounds that APC is contending is that uh, the PDP don't have structure, legal structure or valid structure to nominate a candidate from the political party. 
that's what the uh, APC, uh, that's one of the main challenge they are challenging the uh, PDP for. And tomorrow is going to be uh, the day of verdict. They are going to give their verdict uh, between Caleb Mudfang of the PDP and Dr. Nentawe of the All Progressives Congress. I think that the anxiety in the state is high right now. Everybody is anxious. And if anybody, I mean, most of the calls and conversation I've had with uh, people today, uh, they will ask me, you know, what is, what do I think about the case? I will just say that, look, hey, the tribunal, you know, have uh, the, the right to make its own judgment. I don't have, uh, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not a judge. Uh, and I'm not going to say anything, you know, more than what I know. What I know is that uh, the APC, one of the main things they are challenging the PDP for is that the PDP don't have valid structure to nominate or even sponsor a candidate. So I will leave it at that. That is all that I know. Uh, as to whether what is going to happen tomorrow, I don't even know what's going to happen in the next minute, you know. <laughs> uh, so, you know. That is that, Gilbert. You're not a diviner, so you can't tell. I'm not a seer. You can't tell, yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't tell what's going to happen. But of course, you have said, uh, you have spoken at large about the issue of structure mm. that the APC is relying upon, and part of, you know, some of um, the grounds or the questions the APC is asking the tribunal is whether the election was in total total compliance. Um, with the use of BIVAS, that's the bimodal voter accreditation system. system. Yeah, the new device that was used in place of the cadre dia in the last election. And of course, they are alleging um, overvoting, right, in certain areas, mm. which of course, um, in law, like it said, he who alleges must prove. So, beyond reasonable yes, doubt. beyond reasonable doubt. Thank you. And that's what judges usually would look out for. So, um, all of these hearing, pre-hearing, whatever it is, the jargons they use in the court of law have been exhausted. It's now judgment day after the tribunal reserved judgment. So um, finally they were able to communicate as against the rumors that kept, you know, flying round town. That it was uh, Tuesday. Yes, Tuesday. Tuesday. That's totally a handiwork of mischief makers and whoever peddled that is really a mischief maker because he te- his intention or their intention was purely to achieve something not in the interest of society and not in the interest of Plantry State. Correct. So finally, tribunal has spoken and tomorrow, like you said, is Judgment Day. Judgment Day it is. Uh, well, I would like to... Uh, will I say is a salute or hail the member of uh, Just Northwest State Constituency, that is uh, Honorable Danjumazi. Today he was in the office. I mean, we spoke via phone... Uh, some days ago through a friend and uh, for me I when when he came to the office uh, I mean both of us weren't in the office by the way when he came I I saw you know friends uh, that I know and they said Honorable Danjumaz is in the office I said oh really and just I was just having a chat and when he stepped out you know really humble man really humble guy I would say humble guy to the core Uh, and the interesting thing is that today he marked 100 days in office, <laughs> you know. So I was trying to ask, I said, okay, I, you know how journalists ask, mm-hmm. I say, so what have you done mm-hmm. in the last 100 days? And Gilbert, it will interest you to know that uh, he has lobbied or he has gotten a transformer in Gangari, 
and Ikukumon community in uh, Tudumwada. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he has, uh, I mean, sponsored his summer uh, classes for primary school pupils uh, uh, in Kabong, uh, Gangari and Tudumwada. Uh, in this just his mm, first span, yeah, yeah. of time. And today he visited the University of Jones today. Uh, and one interesting thing, he's the 10th member in the 10th assembly uh, and the VC <laughs> of the University of Jos, Professor Tanko Ishaya, is the 10th VC of the University of Jos. Uh, so that was the information that I was able to uh, get. And for me, I was, I was really, really excited for him to bring this tangible achievement. I mean, Transformer. Have you been to Ikukumon before? Yes, yes. So I, I, I have a picture of what that community looks like. Yeah. Ikukumon is very mm-hmm. dear to me because mm-hmm. uh, that was where I... Honorable Dacho Musaba got surprised me. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and that was my first time, basically, of going into that community. Uh, that is a rapidly developing community. community yeah. yeah, and for me, I want Honorable Dacho Mazi to please be roads. I'm an adve- I love adventure. There are plenty of rocks. There, the vegetation there is very beautiful. So if he can lobby for rock uh, roads and light, I mean, he has bought a transformer there, and even the sponsoring of summer classes, you know, for a primary school purpose is a good thing. And I just look forward to what he's going to do because he's representing a largely cosmopolitan constituency, and there are a lot of things that. Uh, he can do to make sure that life is easy uh, for these people. And one thing that he told me was that he wants to collaborate with the University of Jones because the University of Jones is going to host the Nuga Games. Mm, true. Yeah. So, uh, and of course, employment opportunities. Mm. And based on what he said, he said this is the first time a serving member would visit the VC of the Vice Chancellor of the University of Jones. And I said, wow. So, what has all the members been doing before? What have they been doing? You know, uh, and I'm not saying that they've not done, you know, their best mm-hmm. in their own right. Uh, but f- for him to go to that citadel of learning, it shows that his priorities are education, of course, sponsoring of even summer classes. So uh, shout out to him. And, well, come and do business with JFM. Yeah, yeah. interesting, really very interesting. Important. True, true. <laughs> you said the 10th member... In the tent assembly, <laughs> what Visiting that tells the me, tent <laughs> what that tells me is, you know, the the political wit of you know the politicians in just northwest state constituency because it means that there there hasn't been anyone who returned, right? Is that the point? Is that the calculation? Yeah, well, Honorable uh, Babs has re- no, no, no. Babs is represented just not north. Yes, several times. All right. So if yeah. he's the tenth member in the tenth assembly, it means nobody. No, no, what I mean is that mm-hmm. he's the, uh, okay, he's the member of the 10th assembly. Okay. That's what I, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's what I wanted to say. Okay. Not the 10th member. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, yeah. So in that case, I think he's injecting a fresh idea by yeah. visiting the University of Jaws. Yeah. You know, and like he has said, that's something novel. Mm-hmm. And that's what you expect of leaders, even though the common saying is to the effect that nothing is new under the sun. True, yeah. You know, but um, things that aren't new can be uncovered. You know, that's another way that people can look at all of that. But to inject something as fresh as that to build new relationships, I think it's quite remarkable with such an institution of the federal government. So, um, well, we wish him well, like all other public servants. But they should there. do well. Yeah. They should, they should uh, do well. Yeah, they have to. Yeah, they well, have to. Uh, Gilbert, Kano State. 
hot and brewing. <laughs> hot and brewing, I'll say. Yesterday, the police had to declare a 24-hour uh, curfew, curfew yeah. Yeah, in, in Kano mm-hmm, State. Mm-hmm. Let's listen to what uh, the governor, because he's still the governor, yeah. uh, pending uh, the determination of his appeal, uh, because he said that he's going on uh, appeal. So... Uh, we have a guest via phone, and when we come back, we're going to play an insert from the uh, governor of Kano State, uh, Abba Yusuf. When we come back, we're going to link with our guest. He's in Kano life, and we're going to get his reaction and uh, what is currently happening in Kano State. The show is going to continue. Stay here. My good people of Kano State, you will recall that on March 18th, 2023, you came out in mass and voted for me as your governor with a total vote of 1,019,602 and also a margin of 128,897 votes between my humble self and the second place. Subsequently, you may also recall that I was duly sworn in as your elected governor on May 29, 2023. You may equally recall that the party that lost the election took us to court. However, after almost six months of proceedings at the Governorship Election Petition Tribunal, Wednesday, 20th of September, 2023, the judges of the tribunal have in their own wisdom delivered this their own ruling. As human beings, their judgment may not be absolutely perfect. There are errors and misapplication of the law as pointed out by our legal team. And that is the main reason why our constitution provides for other stages to go on with, such as Court of Appeal and the Supreme Court. On this note, we have already instructed our legal team to appeal this judgment as soon as possible so as to ensure that justice is done to the good people of Kano State that elected us. Let me therefore call on all the good people of Kano State to be calm and remain law-abiding. People should not take the law into their hands. Security agents have already been directed to ensure the full protection of lives and properties of innocent citizens across the state. Let me assure you that this government will continue to work for the development of our state in line with the promises we made for you during our electionary campaign. While thinking for your votes, we want to assure you that this will neither dampen our spirit nor slow us down as this is a temporary setback for our state which will, by the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, be overcome soon. While thanking the good people of Kano State for their continued support and prayer, let me further use this opportunity to call on them to continue to go about their businesses peacefully with the assurance that we will get justice at the appellate courts and get the mandate of the good people restored and respected in Shah. 
Well, glad you're still here. The program is Niger at Sunset. Uh, that was the uh, governor of Kano State, uh, Abba Yusuf. We have our guest via phone. Uh, our guest is uh, Mr. Kola Wale Omoni. Good evening. Thank you very much for uh, granting us this time to speak with you, sir. Good evening. Thank you very much. This is JFM in Jaws. Uh, we, we're pleased to have you. Uh, via phone to our beautiful city of Jos. Pleasure. My name is Ponsak Fanab and of course Gilbert Joseph. Gilbert Joseph's going to Hello say and hi good to evening, you. sir. Good evening. Yeah. Well, talk to us about uh, what's going on in Kano. We learned that the let's start from uh, the judgment yesterday. What was the atmosphere like? And because from what we read in the news, uh, the judgment was delivered virtually. How did the residents of Kano State took that? What was their reaction? Yeah, it, it, it was many residents that uh, witnessed uh, what transpired before that uh, judgment. Uh, they, except for political reasons, they may not have uh, uh, much uh, challenge with what transpired in respect of the zone that they used to deliver the judgment because of what the experience before that particular ruling. I, I, I remember like uh, a, a few weeks ago, we've had a number of uh, threats from uh, some of the politicians, and you are aware that uh, one of the commissioners uh, was even uh, sacked a week before that uh, ruling. And, uh, at a point, even one of the judges accused some lawyers that uh, they were attempting to bribe them to influence the, the, the judgment. So after that one, the, 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 law, the judge refused to mention name to indicate which of the political parties and what have you. So as a result of that, the, the politician took advantage. You see protests coming from both sides, from the NMPP and that of the APC. So we don't know who is who, who attempted to bribe uh, uh, the, the judges and what have you. So as a result of that, they started protests here and there for and against some some even, even the police command alleged that uh, the, some of the CSO compromised and they, they, they were being used by politicians to protest and they banned protests as a result of that. So two weeks after that uh, saga, the a, a commissioner some so the politicians started arranging uh, prayers from one spot to another across local government, NMPP held their prayer session, APC held their prayer session, and it was in the course of that prayer that one of the commissioners addressed journalists and he said, if the judges do anyhow, it, it, it could even cost their life. So it was as a result of that the state of government sacked that particular commissioner. So with all this background information that I just gave you now, we now saw the reason why some of the judges decided not to not not to do the the, the drilling physically, even though there were a huge uh, security presence. So the, 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 some politicians accused them of uh, compromising the entire process. But I see, uh, to, to me personally, I, I see uh, any problem in delivering it, uh, whether life or virtually, whatever the case may be. But they, they, they got the, the information through, through the journalists that were there, even though journalists were not allowed to enter with their with their uh, telephone and some of their gadgets. Why is and that? that? Why, why didn't journal? Why didn't they allow journalists to enter a courtroom with? Uh... It, was, it was it was shocking to us 
the fact to even get access to the place, it was a talk of war. We didn't know the reason for that, and nobody was explaining what really transpired. Is it that true that, that se- the security personnel also harassed the journalist? Yes, it was true, and it has been condemned even by the state NUJ and some other organizations. All right. Let's look at, you know, the build-up to that election and the aftermath of this judgment. Um, what was the mood like? Did the election really reflect the general um, choice of the people? That's before the verdict yesterday. And as soon as Abba Kabir took over, um, what was it like? Because we saw the demolition of certain, um, you know, f- infrastructure there. And perhaps after elections, you know, things could change and alliances could be formed, realliances would be visible and evident. Now, after that judgment, if he was actually the choice of the people, did anything change within and up until this hour? Yes, sincerely speaking, if you were in Kano before the election and even during and after the election, it reflected the choice of the people. Because they had wanted this since 2019. They were almost preaching it, but it didn't work then. We knew what transpired, you understand? This time around, they went to pool and uh, they celebrated after the ruling. In fact, the fear was that if it turned the other way around, Cardinal would have been boiling then after the declaration, you understand? But I, I, I think shortly after that declaration, and I, 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 it's even one of the reasons why the APC candidate, the former deputy governor, National Governor did not have any reason than to congratulate the winner then, Abakadur Yusuf. He congratulated him. He said he accept, accepted in good faith. He moved on, but he gave a condition that his people are still insisting that they needed to review the election. So in the course of review, if they see any reason for them to go to court, they will do so. And eventually they went to court. But shortly after these guys took over, the number of decisions that they made hardly led to the reason why people don't really appreciate what they did then, you understand? Like this demolition you just mm-hmm. made reference to now. Like if they had like 100 people in their side before, it might have gone to 90 or 80 or even 70 thereabouts because of that demolition. Some people, some people that you don't even know, they have no link with the owner of the properties and what have you. They felt so bad, and you won't even feel it that much. You guys that are outside Canada, when you see the presence of where, where you where you go to these areas where those buildings were demolished, you just be wondering that is this somebody's property? Even if it is one or two naira they extended to to build this project, it shouldn't have been done in that way in the name of politics. But well, they insisted that uh, they've been warning people to to to, to 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 not to venture into that because if they take over, they will demolish. So with that. In fact, people have been saying that that was the reason why when this decision came up yesterday, it didn't really move people very well, unlike before. If it was shortly after the election, the kind of acceptance, the way kind of people accepted the Concursia guys, and this thing happened just like that, sincerely speaking, it would have affected uh, the, the way people will react to this ruling yesterday. But even shortly after the ruling, we didn't see more of the protests, People were even shocked when they declared a curfew because there was no any hope of saying maybe there will be hoodlums attack and what have you. Everybody were just going about their normal businesses shortly after the declaration, after the ruling yesterday. 
and before you know it, we just got information that there will be a curfew. It's, it's okay in any way because someone could not predict what would have happened eventually, but that was what really transpired after the rolling yesterday. As I speak to you now, Kano is relatively peaceful. Everybody is moving. Occasionally we see skeletal movement. Because of the curfew, there's no much of vehicular movement within the city. In some locations, within their locality, people are moving, they're doing their normal business and what have you. And the coffee in the next few minutes now it will end because it was between 6 p.m. yesterday and 6 p.m. today. All right. Let's look at, you know, one, one of the major reasons or one of um, the leads of that judgment, and that's the fact that over 165,000 votes were invalidated by the tribunal because the ballot papers were not stamped and signed by the polling unit officers. And according to the Electoral Act, what certain legal luminaries are attributing is to the effect that Section 63, Subsection 2 of the Electoral Act actually permits for the acceptance of such ballot papers. Um, let's look at the place of technicality. Could this have been a grave error? And what's the level of acceptance of this error? What's the margin for error that people should take from tribunals? Yeah, the, the, the people did not see that one as a genuine reason anyway, even though the appellate court and the Supreme Court will determine whatever the case will be. But uh, people feel like, okay, if you claim that it was not signed, we are the presence of party agents of each political party then. Why can't they raise this when it happened? And if it happened, like a number of polling units, before you could account for over 160,000 polling units, you know what it means that uh, it's not just at the particular spot, and uh, if that should be the case, who is to blame? Is it a political party or high neck? understand? So if I make is not being punished for this, why will a political party be punished for, for, for it? Even if truly it was mandated. The difference between this thing is not stamped. That is negligence. Not that the people did not go to put a vote. You understand? If, if people really voted for a particular candidate just because of the negligence of INEC officials or the agent that did not do their normal work, that they're supposed to say, okay, you need to do this before you eventually announce a declaration of the need for the unit. So would, just, would they just sacrifice the, 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 the mandate of people just because of that? You remember what transpired in Oshin State. We started like this. In Oshin State, they were clearly overvoting. Mm. That uh, in many locations, they were overvoting here and there, and they gave it to uh, Oyetola APC candidate at the, the tribunal. But when they reach the uh, appeal, so if it was a negligence on the part of on the part of adult officials of Hynek or part of the agent that could not do the needful at the polling unit, eventually, and they are just shocking Nigerians and the electorate now to say, okay, what you did at that day, the hours you spent at that particular day. It's, it's a waste. So it, I think it doesn't mean well for our electoral process. Yeah, and, and, and talk to us about <clears throat> the feelings of uh, the electorate in Kano, you know, because you just, made sure, you just mentioned uh, a very important point. Do the people feel that the judiciary are 
subverting democracy in a way because i mean i can't imagine lining up to vote and then the person who got you know the uh, majority of the vote you know the court will rule against that person uh you know in just because of you know some uh, technicalities what how are the people feeling are they trust is there any uh distrust you know in the judiciary or are the people having a trust in the judiciary and do you think that the judiciary is subverting Nigeria's democracy? Because you mentioned Ocean State, of course. We know what happened in Ocean State. Yeah, the, 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 the point, the, the truth of the matter is that uh, in Kano right now, the opinions are divided, and you definitely know why. If you belong to APC, you say, oh, democracy in action. And if you belong to NNPP, you say, oh, that is... Uh, 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 what, what, what they call it now? There's a term they, they use for it that uh, the, the thing did not go down well, and the trust deficit in judiciary. You understand? Okay, they say miscarriage of uh, justice. That is what yeah. I'm looking for. You understand? So, the, 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 if you want to check the context of this particular ruling and the reactions of Kano people to those people that belong to the ruling the party, they, they were not okay with, with, with it. So they felt like, okay, we tried our best to get these people on board. Since 2019, they came on board. And if not because of that demolition, right now, sincerely speaking, most of these policies they've been putting in place, only the demolition and that of marriage, mass marriage, that people are condemning in Kano. Every other move they've been making, they appreciated it. So to them, they felt like, okay, the return of eight years ruling of APC in, in Kano, to them, they're they not okay with, with that arrangement. But to the APC guys, to those people who enjoyed the, the, their presence then, to those people who benefited from their administration, definitely they will be appreciating what is happening right now. So that, that's the reason why the opinions are divided right now. But that trust deficit, it has always been here. So the moment, and you know, with the situation right now, Nigeria don't even bother to care about the content of what really transpired in the court of law. Because of the trust deficit, whether what they are even saying in the court is making sense, people don't want to know. They just, oh, they don't judge us again. You know that kind of thing. So that's what is really happening right now, not only in Kano, across the nation. All right. All right. Well, uh, okay, go ahead. Yeah, um, the Conquasia philosophy. I think Conquasia at the time initiated the mass wedding or mass marriage as it were. And it's quite shocking that you're saying people aren't thinking that's a good, um, a good enough initiative. What may have changed, really, you know, that um, that is coming up right now. And for Conquasso himself, you are aware of the the back and forth he's had with his political party, the expulsion, and all of that. What is exactly his fate, and does he exactly have, you know, a good enough relationship with Governor Abba Kabira at the moment? Definitely, he has a good relationship. You can hardly, you can't even, as you speak right now, generally speaking, Governor Abakabu usually is just like uh, somebody that is awarded his contract and is implementing the contract. People don't really even feel like, okay, this is governor. That Concursia ideology is in Kano, and they believe that's the assignment they gave him to come and implement. We've never seen anything new from what transpired between 2000 and uh, nine and that of uh, 2004, uh, for the, sorry, 2011 and 2015 when Konkosu was there. It is just a replicant of what he did then that he came to come and implement right now. And it has always been his campaign promise anyway. 
So any move that will make him to deviate from that one, he might be having an issue with his father, with his in-law. So he's not even attempting to change any of the ideology. Most of the abandoned projects, most of the abandoned uh, policies, he, he came back to come up and be introducing them, like empowerment programs and what have you. Regarding this uh, mass, mass wedding you, you, you made, uh, uh, you, you, you mentioned, the challenge has always been, okay, the poor guys that have this mentality of, okay, this is how our tradition is being done. They have no problem with that. But a number of elites, those people that are highly exposed, they've been condemning it, that this is not a good move for us right now. They've been condemning it because there is poverty in the land. Somebody that could not be able to take care, to even manage to afford these expenses for wedding. When the people, the people start getting children, how would they be able to cope? And in between 2011 and 2015, when they started this policy, then it was the same amount of naira they were giving bride then. That they still have in their proposal right now, 20,000 naira then and 20,000 naira now after marriage. So you just buy some of these uh, wardrobe and what have you, you do mass wedding for them, and after that, nothing happens again. Nobody is monitoring them. Nobody knows if the children will be giving birth to, will be the one to come and continue nuisance in the society eventually. You understand? The number of population, you know, across the nation, we have the huge population in the Northwest. So if we have this kind of culture, when are they going to get out of poverty? So that, that's the reason why those that are highly exposed are condemning it. But today, in fact, at a point, one of the hate said it's also a part of a palliative for subsidy removal, this mass wedding. So if someone could not be able to afford to marry a wife and you, you, you get it done for him, it's a palliative today. Thank you. Thank you very much for your time. We uh, uh, really, appreciate, really you. appreciate your time, uh, Mr. Kolawale uh, Omoni, thank you very much. You're welcome, sir. Thank you. Do have a good evening. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Well, live from Kano there. So, uh, I'll give a really interesting <laughs> A really talk. interesting conversation. A really interesting talk. I wish we had the time. but <laughs> just, To go on and yeah, on. Give yeah, give us uh, 15 yeah. minutes of his time. So, thank really. you. Well, you can join the conversation now. We'll love to hear from you. 08121. Eight seven 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 or call zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine. Don't forget to turn down the volume of your radio before calling Gilbert. Or drop your comments on Facebook at JFM Live. Click the like button. Lots of conversations and activities going on right there. And on Twitter or X as it is right now, you can also drop your comments there. And JFM has a WhatsApp channel. If you've updated your WhatsApp uh, we have channel, and uh, this channel is for you to get prompt, accurate information. So if you have, you know, WhatsApp, uh, the new um, updated version of WhatsApp, just go to JFM Live. You're going to just search JFM Live. You're going to find us there, and you're going to get the best of breaking uh, stories, breaking news. All around the world. Yes, from all around the world, uh, starting from our beautiful city of Jaws. Uh, so just go and search for JFM Live, Live and follow follow our channel for all of the information that uh, you need. Let's take the first call. Hello and good evening. Hello, good evening, Pastor. Thank you for calling. Thank you very much and good evening, Mr. Gilbert. Good evening. Yes, I'm gentle. Thank you, gentle. Thank you, gentle. 
Welcome. Yes, I would love to say this. You understand. Our judiciary are not helping matters in this country. Always confusing the layman, the unlearned. According to them, they are the ones that are learned. While the rest of us are not learned, but they are confusing us completely. If it is true, I don't know. Because as of yesterday, I listened to the Auditor General of NNPP. You understand? Player mm -hmm. Lagos through um, Silverbeck Television, 10 o'clock in the night, saying that you only counted NNPP ballots and never count APC ballots. You understand where the fault now came up? Why, if it is true, why? They don't count the one of APC and count only NNPP ballots. We lost connection with the, uh, that caller, 081-2187-7777, or call 90 We are on WhatsApp channel as well, JFM Live. That is our WhatsApp uh, channel. Hello, good evening. Very good evening, my dear brother from South Africa. Thank you for calling, sir. Good evening, uh, Joseph Gilbert. Mm -hmm. Thank you. He's a great comrade. I don't want to be the voice of Anguaru Kuba. Well, listening. Thanks for I'm calling. calling Thank you yeah. very much. I've listened to you again, uh, but uh, I'll just have to say something brief about that. Uh, based on my own uh, analysis, then, uh, the, the, the month uh, on the sit now. And that case, it should have been a case uh, between INEC and security, not any political party. And the man, for me, the man still remains the governor of Kano State. Let me come back here for that. The problem we are having today, we have a very bold problem in Nigeria, in terms of democracy, a very bold problem. For those who are challenging the image of democracy in Nigeria, is the so-called INEC and, and, what, and the so-called judiciary that we have in this country. Very unfortunately, and that is why I always ask this question, who will arrest this set of people? How do we charge them? You know, if they are the last hope of common man, the last hope of common man, and this is the judiciary we have in this country, in Nigeria, as a general of Africa, they will go and do a barakadabaka. Lying that they are speaking for common man, they are speaking, they are, they are delivering those, like the judges they are, they are, they are, they are, they are, they are giving today, for that, they are creating insecurity in Nigeria. Let me just tell you this. These are culprits. We don't have law. They are not interpreting the law to the common man. They are not really interpreting the real thing. What do we have here on the plateau state, on the on, on, on plateau state today? We have the problem judgment. We have the same problem. The same judgment in the, on the same complaint and the same court to the tribunal. You give different different uh, uh, judgment. Just because they have told their profession to be a, a business venture. And that's what happened today. Just for them to go and cause confusion within the state. Just for them to earn their money and go. Give us a problem. That's what happened today in Nigeria. Who will hold this set of people? How do we escape from this kind of set, this set of people? 
Are we going to survive the democracy? And today is International Peace Day uh, all over the world. Yeah. Is Nigeria celebrating peace? We, can we celebrate peace in Nigeria? Like the other countries? May God help. May God rescue us. In fact, Nigeria has a both problem for that. May God help us. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for calling. Uh, 0812187777 or call 0905566699. Turn down the volume of your radio before calling. That is very important. After this, Gilbert will uh, read out uh, some comments that we may have on Facebook. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening, Paul Thank you for calling. I'm, I'm gentle. Thank you. Okay, gentle. Uh, good to have you back. Yes, as I was saying, so the judiciary, the so-called things, learning, they confusing us. So I don't know if this is a fact. Through the auditor of NNPP party. You see why they cannot count the one of APC ballot papers and immediately counted the one of NNPC. They came up with the judgment. So for me, it's not justifiable for us as unlearned people. They are confusing us in this country completely. Exactly what my friend has said of what was done in Plateau State. So the, 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 the judiciary has not been helping us. They are conflicting us completely. And it's a disgrace, embarrassment to the profession, the law profession, completely, honestly speaking. For me, I would say this is the fulfillment of what Jesus Christ said in the Bible. It will be very, very hard for lawyers ever go to heaven. It has been played, completely played, from white, you turn white, to black. It's unfair, completely unfair. In their never, never resemble eternity. What will ordinary thing? Search you for. You re, you refuse to remember eternity. That after this world, there is eternity. You just they just forget it. Only to grab what will benefit them. That will be vanity. Completely vanity. At the end of the day, all that you have gotten to brought in or bring in illegality is completely vanity. It profit you nothing. It's a disgrace. Completely disgrace. In their being learned. A unlearned will now interpret law for you. It's a disgrace. Embarrassment. Thank you and God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for calling back, gentle. Yeah, Gilbert. On Facebook, Ayodele Aguabiaka says the democracy... It's for the people, but when politicians try to force themselves on the people, there will be a problem. Judgment Day should favor the people. That is justice for the good people of the state. Dimas Bala says, election is no longer a determinant for voting our leaders but judges. The real election is at the tribunal in Nigeria, not at the polling unit. Quite unfortunate. Afen Peters says, so sad that some people allowed their shallow mind and emotional expression can't stop the law. 
Stop insulting the judiciary if you don't know the law. Go to school and stop. All right. One more down. Matthew says we can predict the tribunal judgment because our judiciary is compromised. We must end INEC or the judiciary now because the judiciary is already creating political distress in Kano and more states. Tell the judges never to create political crisis in just. All right. Felkuka Factors Go On says very unfortunate. But what can the poor say? Although it was declared on the ground that there was overvoting using the result sheet that was not signed, is it true that workers were protesting at the government house gate for lack of payment or your good journalist in the house didn't reach there? Mark Dachun says, If I may ask, was it only ABBA votes, that's NNPP, that were on the ballot paper that was not signed or both parties? Because if it is both parties... It's supposed to be a minus of numbers of votes on APC side too. And besides that, is it not the judiciary that said INEC can use any discretion to conduct election? So for not signing the ballot, is still INEC's discretion not to sign it. Gucho Muchi says, this is victory for democracy. Judiciary is the last hope of the common man. Jibo David says, my take is that the judiciary is making things complicated lately. Zang, as he says, absolutely, this tribunal judgment is something else, but anyways, justice must be done according to the justified. Amos M.D. Inyam says, our problem now is the judiciary. Democracy must survive. Hapsin Manasseh says, my confusion is this. in this case is that who gave them the ballot papers that were not stamped and signed? I think INEC have many questions to answer in these cases because it's INEC that are responsible to deliver election materials. Comrade Longas Dawood says, Democracy is the best system of government in the world. What matters is respect for rule of law and it clearly shows that INEC have felt, okay, have failed the citizens of this country on its responsibility on conducting free and fair election. And that is the reason why after an election has been announced, the best thing for politicians is to head to the tribunal right afterwards. Happy International Peace Day to JFM. I pray peace continues to reign in Plateau State. Amen. Isaac Joshua Darling says, Some trust in their tribunals, others trust in their judges, some in their federal might, but we trust in the name of the Lord Almighty. They are... um, Okay, they are brought down and humbled, and we are risen and stand upright. Sele Raphael says, For me, I think the judiciary has a lot of work to do in order to buy back the trust of the common man. Things go better. That's what you're saying. David Mark Sambo says, Our democracy is not being deepened with the deception. Okay, deceptive, corrupt, and shambolic outcome of the tribunal judgments decided across the country. Our democracy is being bastardized by the ruling class. The judicial arm of government in Nigeria is behaving like an extension of the ruling class. Ice King James Jang Yaru says, That's APC government for you. God help this country. Boalbin Raphael says, Judiciary is now a threat to democracy and to the voice of the people. Something needs to be done before it sets this country on the wrong path. Agong John Monday says, The more you look, the less you see. The case of our judiciary, the appeal court and supreme court are there to subject these judgments to test. 
All eyes are still on the judiciary, you say. Finally, it's Prince Alabi says, if there's any form of election malpractice, nullifying such election will surely deepen our democracy as the legitimate candidate will definitely be declared winner at the end, no matter what we feel about it. For Kanu, Abba Kabir will surely be returned by the appeal court, except if the APC in Kanu wants to do Bajue. Well, more phone calls, uh, Gilbert. Yep. Hello. Okay, zero eight one two one eight seven 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 seven. Or you call zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine. Turn down the volume of your radio before calling. Hello. Hello. Good evening, sir. Yeah, thank you for calling. Thank you, Amusa Kalu calling you from Bauchi Park. Well, listen. Thanks for calling. You see, every day we continue talking about judges have done that, have done this. The question each and every one of us should be asking ourselves, are we really ready to view the nation? That is the question we should be asking. You said the judges are not doing it. Are the politicians in their various parties, are they respecting the constitutions of the parties? Talkless of the constitution of Nigeria, so I next. These are the same thing going. It's just the same thing our theater said. When it goes your way, it's fine. If it doesn't go your way, it's fine. We should get back together and sit down and build a nation that everyone will be proud of. Tell me, after electing these leaders, do me and you have any necessary means of recalling a member? Do me and you find it easy? Do the House of Assembly that we elected, do they find it easy in recalling in the governor? Do they do, do the upper term impeaching the president? Whether we like it or not, the whole institution is something is wrong with you. Nothing is working. Let me tell you, 17 states out of Nigerians, you said, are they wrong? The local governments are they wrong with, with caretakers? Has any of us even wrote to tell these governors? It's our right you must conduct the election. This is the... the 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 the, the chairman and the people closer to we are ordinary Nigerians. We are keeping quiet. The institution is not going. Tell me what is working. It's just the same way as Ramalodi used to say. Who will bear the cards, my brother? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for uh, that. Well, uh, we have some comment on our X platform here. Austin is saying, please, our judiciary should be fair in their judgment to save life and property. Uh, their judgment may lead to voter apathy in the future, so let's not now waste our time going out to vote. Let the tribunal appoint their preferred candidate. Emmanuel Joseph saying, what's the use of Beavers and the IRF during the election? INEC must be held responsible. How will INEC accept the result from the beginning without checking, you say? All right, let's take this. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Good evening, Mr. Ponsak and Mr. Gibbert. Thank you for My calling. My name is Comrade Master Patrick Okonokraft. I'm calling from Brunei School here in Anglosias. Well, listen. I want to ask this appeal to our youth. Nobody should use you as a weapon of mass destruction for anything. The courts are there. Human beings are there. But the situation whereby we are discussing about peace, it is peace that we want. Peace will only exist when you and all of us now decide that this is what we want and we move things. Please, youth. Don't collect anything so called don't see money and go and cause confusion or cause mayhem. Good evening. Thank you, thank you, thank you uh, for that very apt uh, message. 
uh, Gilbert, maybe you uh, glean through Facebook to Once see. Once again, yeah. yeah maybe yeah. you can uh, see uh, because, I mean, we're pressed for time. Really, really important. After this, Gilbert. Hello. Hello. Thank you for calling. Yes, sir. Um, good evening, Mr. Ponsat and Mr. Gilbert. Yeah. I'm calling from Apollo Krishank. Thank you for calling. Tell us the name and join the conversation, please. I am Isaac. My name is Isaac. Thank you for listening. So my my questions are two. When uh, when the judiciary were giving out the judgment, were they representatives from the two parties there and from the councils of both um, MDP gubernatorial candidates? Did they have representatives? Secondly, how comes the one hundred and sixty-five thousand votes? was only be belonging to the NMPP candidate. What is the possibility that all the invalid votes belong to only him? Thank you, sir. Thank you. Well, really yeah. interesting. Uh, Touch there, yeah. 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 Back to Facebook. Sayyid Ibrahim says, um, the development is like a rainfall. If you don't see it, you can't feel it. For me, this outcome of the tribunal results is a development in Nigeria. Why am I saying this? It is because those that came to politics in a wrong process should face the consequences of justice. And do you remember, the last hope of the common man is still the judiciary. Comrade Dadong Antibas says, I just pity the upcoming lawyers in Nigeria. I hope they are listening. All right. Yeah, well, there's the much we'll take on the show. Uh, because if we we'll continue, I mean, we're going to uh, run into trouble. So thank you very much for all who... Uh, participated actively and passively. Thank you. Don't forget to follow our channel on WhatsApp, JFM Life. Uh, that is our channel for the best of uh, uh, information, uh, JFM Live. Just go and follow it. I mean, you, you're going to get real on-the-spot news that is accurate and factual uh, for you to consume uh, so that you know the issues and uh, how to grapple with them. Thank you very much. Gilbert. Oh, Enugu State, Governor Peter Amba has, um, I mean, some respite there for him because the tribunal, you remember the Labour Party um, approached the tribunal saying that um, his NYC certificate was forged. That's the one he submitted to INEC before the election and all of that. And for the first time, I'm learning that, you know, NYC certificate isn't even a requirement to become a governor in Nigeria. Because that's what the tribunal has just no, ruled. I mean, in the case of Kemi uh, Adeosun, exactly yeah, so. what crossed my mind. Yeah. So, I mean, well, good evening. Thank you very much. The news will come your way top of the hour, 6 o'clock. Do have a good evening. Bye now. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast. Podcast.